कृष्ण कृष्ण हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे गुड मॉर्निंग टू राधाकालचंद्री डाम गुड मॉर्निंग टू ऑल ऑफ द सिंबल devotees those that are seen with the material eye and those that are seen with the transcendental eye we are reading from canto 1 chapter 6 and we want to make sure that we're on the proper text and the text is 26 It's text 26. Conversation is between Narada and Vyasadeva. And we're going to do things just a slight bit differently today. I don't know, maybe it's the energy that's in the air, but I just think it's a really good time to talk about uh one of our esteemed devotees um of the Krishna Nandini I think it's important that we express the challenges the ups and downs that every single devotee goes through because every single devotee goes through something special to come to Krishna but we'll talk about that later right now we don't have the text on the board so we're going to I'm going to read it and repeat it and then we'll discuss the text om namo bhagavate vasudevaya oh my god you know what's missing i'm looking at the cartels and it's like wait a minute i'm missing something that's how eager i am to talk about another krishna nandini about that we always like to get the mercy by singing jaya radha madhava before the shrimad bhagavatam class Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Jai Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari यशोरनंदनप्रजचरदानजनन 
Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Kirivaradhari Yashura Nandana Brajajara Randanan Yashura Nandana Brajajara Randanan Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jai Radha Kala Chandi, Radha Kala Chandi, Radhe. Jai Radha Kala Chandi, Radha Kala Chandi, Radhe. Jai Jai Jagannath, Jagannath. Jagannath, Jaya Jaya Jagannath, Jaya Jaya Baladev, 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev, Jaya Jaya Subhadra, 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra, Jaya Jaya Gornitai, 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai. Nithai Goro Haribo, 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 Nithai Goro Haribo, Nithai Goro Haribo, 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 Nithai Goro Haribo. Jai Shri Shri Dada Kalachanji Ki Jai. Thank you, Mother Nandini. I heard your voice. Very sweet. <laughs> okay, so here we are. Text 26. 
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया 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 Text 26 Namani anantasya hatatrapa patan Guyani badri rani kritana chasmaram Gampariyatam stushtamana gatta spriha Kalam pratikshan vimado vimatsaram Namani anantasya hatatrapa patam Gunyani badrani kritani chasmaran Gamparatam stushtamana gattas priha Kalam pratikshan vimado vimatsara Namani anantasya hatatrapak patam Gunyani badrani kirtani chasmaran Gamparatam stushtamana gutta spriha Kalam pratiksham vimado vimatsaram Word for word, namani, the holy name, fame, etc. Anantasya, of the unlimited. Hatatrapa, being freed from all Formalities of the material world. Patan, by recitation, repeated reading, etc. Gayani, mysterious. Badrani, all benedictory. Kritani, activities. Cha. N. Smaran, constantly remembering. Gam, on the earth. Paryatan, traveling all through. Tushta, mana, fully satisfied. Gatasbriha, completely freed from all material desires. Kalam, time. Pratiksha, awaiting. Vimada, without being proud. Vimatsara, without being envious. The translation here is, Thus I began chanting the holy name and fame of the Lord by repeated recitation. Ignoring all the formalities of the material world. Such chanting and remembering of the transcendental pastimes of the Lord are benedictory. So doing, I traveled all over the earth, fully satisfied, humble, and unenvious. Purport. 
the life of a sincere devotee of the Lord is thus explained in a nutshell by Narada Muni. By his personal example, such a devotee, after his initiation by the Lord or his bona fide representative, takes very seriously chanting of the glories of the Lord and traveling all over the world so that others may also hear the glories of the Lord. Such devotees have no desire for material gain. They are conducted by one single desire, to go back to Godhead. This awaits them in due course on quitting the material body because they have the highest aim of life going back to Godhead. They are never envious of anyone, nor are they proud of being eligible to go back to Godhead. Their only business is to chant and remember the holy name, fame, and pastimes of the Lord. And according to personal capacity, to distribute the message for others' welfare without motive or material gain. Om Gnana Timarandasya Gananjananchalakaya Chakshun Militam Yena Tashmai Shri Guruveda Maha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadama Yam Dadati Swa Padantikam Chakalpaturubhyas Chakripas and Dubyeva Chapati Tanampa Vanavya Vaishnavi Gunamona Maha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nidyananda Sviadweta Gadaraha Shivasadi Gorabhaktavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare. You know, I guess at particular times you realize the significance and the potency of the Maha Mantra. Because there are times like this where you're able to chant the Maha Mantra in the association of the Lordships. And it's a very, very sweet transcendental feeling and moment. You forget everything else is existing outside of these doors. And you take shelter of the holy name and know that no matter what else is going on in the world, not that things are not happening, but this is the real thing. They used to have a commercial where Coca-Cola or Pepsi was the real thing. This is the real thing. And maybe it's the time in which 
we are reading the scriptures. There's never not a excellent time to read the scriptures. But with everything going on, it's so important to have a foundation to build on. And I like the fact that it is repetitious in the scriptures, but it's repetitious. It's repetitious in a spiritual and transcendental way. It's not a waste of time to keep saying a particular phrase over and over again, especially the Maha Mantra. Do you wonder how perfect it is to be able to fashion a an entire weekend on singing the holy names, such as Sadhu Sangha. So many different artists or singers and players are singing the Maha Mantra, and it never, ever dulls. It never dulls. It's never dull. That is the one thing I missed this year, having Sadhu Sangha, but we have Sadhu Sangha here in the community. Also having the association of their lordships and devotees. We can still do that. What is repeated occasionally, or maybe at the right time, always, is that there's mention of a devotee taking initiation and of course those that are in the material world now are taking initiation if they desire or if they are gifted to do so or honored to do so or humbled to do so but they take initiation through a bona fide representative of Lord Krishna and it enhances their chanting, their realizations, even their knowledge. You can't just come in and pick up a book of the Bhagavad Gita, and because we're not that enlightened right now. I mean, we're in Kali Yuga, and there are certain spiritual, there are certain souls that are able to do this, but we have to have the connection of the Guru Parampara, Srila Prabhupada started this movement. And he came from the east to the west. And what is so interesting is that it may have taken him over, I think it's close to 30 or 40 years, to finally settle into how he was going to do this, but with the order of his spiritual master, he was told to take this Krishna consciousness to the West so that the holy name would eventually be heard in every village, town, city. And he accomplished his mission, but he also left a portion or some of the mission to be accomplished by his devotees or disciples. And now, with everything happening as it is, it just seems that 
Sometimes things occur where we're allowed to bring up certain points of interest, and they're always right on time, always. But getting back to the purport here with Nada Damuni, he's taken initiation from a bona fide representative of the Lord, and at that point, somewhere along the line, his goal, and our goal too, is to get back home, back to Godhead. But in the process of all of that, you're steadily doing your service, consistent, with compassion, with consideration, with the ability to forgive and forget those that are imperfect, because after all, we are imperfect. We're in the material world. But when you have the potency, you get an opportunity to hear the real potency of the Maha Mantra, you can take it and go anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, and accomplish whatever it is that Krishna wants you to accomplish. Well, this morning I have to tell you that my mission was, after this class, was to accomplish playing a video or an audio. And I thought about it all night, and it was for, it is for a devotee uh, of the Lord and a disciple of Srila Prabhupada. But sometimes we have to surrender our wants and our needs and our desires and ask the Lord, exactly what do you want me to do? And in taking the shelter of the holy name, when we have our quiet moments, we will have insight and guidance from the Lord. I would say that if you have been chanting for at least a year, maybe some of us are extra special and it's less than a year, but if you've been chanting for at least a year, you should be able to experience some type of association with the Lord, whether it's mental or visual. But then the scriptures specifically are written with the understanding that this is exactly the association of the Lord that we're getting. Sometimes we have those extra special moments where we are able to maybe hear the Lord's instructions or, on rare occasions, actually have the visual ability to see the Lord. Well, once you take to Krishna consciousness and consciousness of the Lord, and you take it sincerely, the Lord opens up so many different doors for you. And I'm finding that as the doors are being opened, it's very important that whatever information that we're coming across that's valuable, and pretty much all of it is valuable, we should be sharing it with others. And I wanted to read briefly... Um, some literature, not just some literature, this is uh, one of our magazines, and it speaks about 
knowing the Lord and how you can depend on the supreme will. Because when you take shelter of the Lord and you're having proper sadhana, you're chanting, you're reading, proper association, total scientific process, you will at some point begin to depend on the Lord. And actually, I think that sometimes when the growth starts, when you realize that everything that's happening is not under your control, ultimately it is under the Lord's control. And there's a section here in the Back to Godhead speaking on depending on the supreme will. Well, not at Muni, of course, had that understanding. And the text here, or the reading here is, depend on the supreme will. The common saying is, man proposes, God disposes. Therefore, a devotee never depends on himself. He never considers, I am independent. He simply depends on the supreme will of the Lord. That is devotion. That actually bears repeating, at least for my benefit. The common saying is, man proposes, God disposes. Therefore, a devotee never depends on himself. He never considers, I am independent. He simply depends on the supreme will of the Lord. That is devotion. If God desires, if Krishna desires. Whenever we used to talk, whenever we used to ask our Guru Maharaj, is such and such going to happen? And this is, a, incidentally, this is a, um, some writings from His Holiness, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. This is, his, this is from his writing. Again, whenever we used to ask our Maharaj, Guru Maharaj, is such and such going to happen? He never said, yes, it's going to happen. Yes, we're going to do it. No. Yes, if Krishna desires, it may be. He never said positively. He would say, if Krishna desires. Actually, this is the fact. If Krishna desires, if God desires, any wonderful, anything wonderful can be done. If he does not desire, it will never be done, however much you may try. We are praying to Krishna, and if he desires, we'll have a nice house. If he desires, or if, if he does not desire, we may remain here. It doesn't matter. But we shall prosecute our business, Krishna consciousness. There is nothing to stop our devotional service. In whatever condition 
we may be. Ehotuka apra tihata. Devotional service is without any impediment. Apratitata. Nothing can check it. That is devotional service. It continues in any circumstance. No material circumstances can check your Krishna consciousness. When you are firmly convinced and situated in that position, that is real bhakti yoga. Nothing can disturb you. Nobody can say, oh, because of this condition, now I am unable to prosecute Krishna consciousness. That means he was never in Krishna consciousness. Nothing can check Krishna consciousness. And that reminds me of the um, one of my god-brothers was in Africa with Guru Maharaj, and they were riding in a car, and I may not have all the details correct, so Maharaj Vasudev, Swami, please forgive me if I don't get this right, but I remember hearing part of a story where His Holiness Bhakti Tirta Swami was supposed to sit on one side of the back seat. But at the last minute, it was changed. So uh, His Holiness Bhakti Vasudev Swami switched and he sat behind. I think he sat behind the driver. Anyway, long story short, there was a horrendous accident and Bhakti Vasudev Swami was injured. Seriously injured to this day, indirectly, he is still suffering from the accident. And I'm trying to think, are we talking 30 years? It was a condition that really couldn't be prepared or repaired overnight. So today, to this date, he suffers uh, from the symptoms and maybe other things that have been created because of the symptoms of the injury. Now, I'm making a point here. The point is, I think he was bandaged up. He was in a, a cast. He was, every possible thing was covering his body. And Maharaj was with him at the time after he left the hospital. I don't think he was in the hospital, but... Um, Maharaj was talking to him, and he asked him, had he done his rounds? And here, Maharaj Vasudev Swami's thinking, Guru Dave, I'm in this condition. How can I possibly chant my rounds? But His Holiness Bhakti Tirta Swami was so determined, and he had such a legacy, and he had such a stick to and he was of the mood that no matter what condition one is in, no matter where one happens to find themselves, nothing should keep us from chanting and saying and praying to Krishna, the Maha Mantra. Absolutely nothing.
even to the point where it may be difficult to open your mouth and say, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. It can be spoken inside without even opening your mouth. You can say it in the mind. Nothing can check your Krishna consciousness. And Nada Damuni is fortunate enough to go around and encourage and bring about devotees having them chant the Maha Mantra. The transcendental spacemen, Nada Damuni was granted that particular potency. Now, everybody can't be like Nada Damuni. You think about our parampara. You think about what Trila Prabhupada went through as he was um, getting older. And even as his body was racked with pain, he's laying there and he's still trans, he's still transcribing or having his lectures transcribed. Still. And I think of His Holiness Bhakti Tirta Swami. Oh my gosh, I, I always imagine when I think about all the things that he did, I thought, my gosh, he was almost like a robot. Nothing stopped him. Nothing really stopped him. As he was dealing with his issue, even in the last days, he would have himself get himself dressed and in the bumpy roads in Port Royal, Pennsylvania, in Gita Nagri, he would drive down from the institute, he would have himself driven from the institute house to the temple. And at that time, the roads were not completely finished, so they were bumpy. So every bump that he hit was an ouch, an ooh, ouch, ooh. And he's still going. And he gets to the temple and he gives a lecture. I desire, I pray that if that is Krishna's mercy, if it is his will, that I can honor my guru the way he honored Srila Prabhupada. That's not ordinary. That is not ordinary behavior. You know when you have had the mercy of Lord Krishna. He was given the mercy of Lord Krishna. And speaking about the Lord being in control, as I said earlier, um, I wanted to speak on Mother Krishna Nandini. Now, my desire, I'm telling you, my desire was to have an audio set up. And the way we're set here, only I am in the temple or maybe one other person can be allowed in here. But my intention was to have the audio playing so that we can hear a little bit of Mother Krishna Nandini speaking and her family background and her history. But let me kind of combine this with what we're talking about. Because 
First of all, Mother Krishnanandini is unique to me. Outside of hearing my parents, when they were growing up and having numerous children, Mother Krishnanandini had a combined, and Tariq, had a combined total of 10 or 11. I'm thinking 10 or 11 children. And this is a devotee. And I'm going to try to take it back to give some type of potency to why I'm speaking of her. Mother Bhumi, Mother Krishna Nandini's mother, is a very unique devotee, a very unique person, really. And I understand that back in the 70s, they were in Cleveland. And somehow or another, Mother Bhumi received a, one of the scriptures. I don't know if it was the Bhagavad Gita. I'm thinking maybe it was the Bhagavad Gita. And eventually she read it. And at that time, that was enough for her to determine that that's the direction she was going in. So Mother Krishna Nandini, being her daughter, and Mother Krishna Nandini's brothers, I'm trying to think if there was another sister. Forgive me, but I'm trying to wing it right now because I really wanted to play the audio. So anyone that knows Mother Krishna Nandini's history better than her, forgive me because I may be missing something. The point is, Mother Bhumi tried to be a devotee in Cleveland, but there were some problems. There were some problems. They were not particularly fond of, I guess, having them in the temple in Cleveland. And we're talking about the 70s. So here's where we can understand how Krishna can engage a spirit soul, even if they don't know the directions that they're going in, Krishna enlightens them and gives them transcendental intelligence. I understand that Mother Bhumi and Mother Krishna Nandini and the rest of the family um, got into a banged up, is that the proper way to describe it? A uh, not-so-perfect vehicle, and Mother Bhumi packed all of the children in the station wagon. And she's leaving Cleveland. However, she has no idea where she's going. And that's the amazing thing. At that point, even with all the negativity that she may have received, she had enough faith to believe that if she just took one step, the Lord would take all of the other ones. Because the way I heard it and the way it's told is that they got on the road. Mother Bumi had no directions. She, you know, it was go this way and, and no after that. Go that way. No direction in particular. And in the process of going inevitably where they were supposed to be, I was talking to um, her son, and he gave a bit of information that I didn't even know about. Their tire on the station wagon not only flattened, but it rolled right off of the station wagon and almost 
as immediate as that happened, out of nowhere, a gentleman appeared, and he helped them put that tire back on. And she said it was almost immediately like tire rolls off, the man appears. The intelligent devotee understands that was Krishna's servant. Krishna arranged that. Inevitably, long story short, Mother Bhumi, Krishna Nandini, and the rest of the family ended up here in Dallas. Now, because there were some disturbance at the previous temple, when they came to Dallas, I think it was late at night, they're knocking on the door, Mother Bhumi's asking for shelter. And I guess they asked them where they were coming from. And Mother Bhumi was may have explained that it was from Cleveland. Well, whoever was here at that time, I'm thinking 76, I may be wrong on the, the, the year, but I'm close to it. But whoever it was called the Cleveland Temple to see if it was okay to let them in. You know, here we have a mother, daughters, their little children, a grandmother trying to take shelter in a Iskan temple. And after speaking, whoever it was here that spoke with the individual in Cleveland uh, gave such a report that the devotee resident denied them. But to let you know how unique Mother Bumi was, and the family. I guess she approached or she somehow touched his heart, you know, by saying, you know, here I am, a a mother. These are my children. You're going to take, you're going to turn children away. So Krishna must have touched that individual's heart because they let them stay. And I don't know if they found out that time. I think it was that night. Yes, it was. That night they told them that they could only stay one night because Srila Prabhupada was coming. How about that? Srila Prabhupada was coming and they were installing the deities. And it was Radhastami. Now, if you want to talk about divine intervention, that was divine intervention. That was Krishna in control. How many of us could have shown up or been somewhere where Srila Prabhupada was going to be? And on top of that, they were installing the deities here, their lordships. And it was on Radhastami. And I'm certain that Mother Bhumi, bless her heart, she's left her body, but I'm certain that Mother Krishnanandini has thought about how much Krishna stepped in to their lives. How they could use, and how many of us should think about this, how you can use a negative situation and how Krishna can turn it into a positive situation. Because if they had not been treated in such a way in Cleveland, they'd probably still be in Cleveland, probably not endeavoring so much to do anything. 
but because Krishna deemed it so, Krishna made the arrangements that that bit of negativity multiplied in volumes of mercy. Volumes of mercy. I'd even say boons, I'm sure. But how is that that they come the day before Srila Prabhupada appears. They're told they can't stay but one night. Mother Bhumi speaks to Srila Prabhupada when he arrives and she asks for initiation. And, and my understanding is that Srila Prabhupada said, how many? Just like that. How many? And Mother Bhumi wanted all of them to take initiation, but there were some children that were very small. So Srila Prabhupada thought, well, let's wait until they're a little bit older and they can understand what's going on. And he initiated Mother Bhumi, Mother Krishna Nandini, uh, Mother Krishna Nandini's um, two brothers, and I believe there was a child that had just been recently born. Um, Srila Prabhupada gave that child either a name at that time or name the child later. But the point is, you can use a situation that maybe somebody means for your no goodness, where someone means no good, and you can see it evolve into something that Krishna wanted to make a positive. Look at what's going on right now in the world. I'm trying to cover so many topics at one time, but let me stay focused. Look at what's going on in the world right now. This is the time, the right time to be God conscious. This is the right time to preach. This is the right time to talk about a devotee's life who is still engaged in Krishna service who is engaged in Krishna's service with a mate who is of a different faith. However, they get along perfectly. So you can't say people of different religious backgrounds cannot get along. You cannot say that people from different races, creeds, colors cannot get along. It's all something that we learn. When babies come here, they don't know what color that baby is in the next crib. They have no idea. This is a perfect time to set an example and show how if you go on just a little bit of faith, just a bit, and you have no idea what the outcome is, but you know that Krishna is going to be there, you go ahead and you do it. Narada Muni started out as a son of a maidservant, getting all the mercy from the prashadam and, and listening to them. Eventually, he grows, his mother passes away, and that was negative in a sense, it could have been, but it opened up an entirely new world 
for Narada Muni. And he became a messenger of Krishna consciousness. Anywhere he could go, it worked in his favor. That's what happens with a devotee. You may have to hit a couple of stumbling blocks. You may trip over a couple of heads. You may want to hit a couple of heads, but <laughs> that's not allowed. The point is, look at the situations that we've been dealt with. And know that with Krishna beside you, he can turn any situation around. But the thing is, we can't tell him what to do. We just surrender. When we surrender to the Lord, it opens up a floodgate of so much mercy that it's so much that we can barely contain it. Now, I, I guess if you ask Mother Krishnandini, if she regrets the fact that they were given such a a terrible um, experience, uh, unpleasant experience in Cleveland, and that for a moment uh, they had briefly a pleasant, unpleasant experience here. If you asked her, would she want to go back and redo that? And I understand that someone asked her that. And she says, no way, because had you not done this, I would not be here. I would not have been able to establish my feet in Krishna's service with a partner who was perfectly compatible with me to raise these children in God consciousness. And Mother Krishna Nandini has many, many titles and experiences, and I believe there's a book in the process of coming out. <clears throat> and I know there are so many lectures that she's done over the years, and at the time that she was in Vrindavan, even going through the challenges of her body, she was able to do a couple of lectures. And I watched one, and I looked at her, and it's, you look perfectly healthy to me. Krishna has a way of doing that. He gets you through anything. It's like that duck that's swimming in the pond, and it looks like it's moving so smoothly. And if you looked underneath at their their webbed feet, they're just paddling like crazy. You won't always know what a person is going through by outward appearances. But as devotees, we have been given the opportunities of knowing that whatever circumstance you're under, whatever circumstances come over you, Krishna will ride it out with you. Krishna never leaves you alone, and Krishna takes care of his devotees. And wrapping this up, because I was trying to make it, well, I've gone on the, over the time a little bit, but the point, the section in uh, the purport here, if you're really listening to this, let me read this. 
And it's the last two sentences that have such a great impact because it covers us all. It covered Srila Prabhupada, uh, His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami, uh, His Holiness Bhakti Tirtha Swami. Here's the purport again. The life of a sincere devotee of the Lord is thus explained in a nutshell by Narada Muni, by his personal example. Such a devotee, after his initiation by the Lord or his bona fide representative, takes very seriously chanting of the glories of the Lord and traveling all over the world so that others may also hear the glories of the Lord. Such devotees have no desire for material gain. They are conducted by one single desire to go back to Godhead. This awaits them. Here's the part. This, this is a sentence that resonated with me. This awaits them in due course on quitting the material body. Every one of us has a designated time and appointment to transition to the next body or wherever. If it's the next body in the material world or Krishna Loka. And there's a um, statement in Sri Shapanishad, Bhakti Bajam. And it's pretty much boils down to for those who serve with love and devotion, their destiny changes. And the devotees that are given this special mercy, their destiny does change throughout. It changes and it leaves an impact. And we should understand that Krishna has no favorites. But let me finish this. This awaits them in due course on quitting the material body because they have the highest aim of life, going back to Godhead. They are never envious of anyone, nor are they proud of being eligible to go back to Godhead. Their only business is to chant and remember the holy name fame, and pastimes of the Lord. And according to personal capacity to distribute the message for others' welfare without motive or material gain. So somewhere in there, we should be falling or endeavoring to fall under these categories. Because those that I've spoken about I'm not saying they're not a demoni, but they're specific, special characters in their own way. Every single one of us has something different to bring to the table, to bring to Krishna consciousness, to take from Krishna consciousness and share with someone else. Now is the perfect time to do it. The question is, if not now, when do we do it? What are we waiting on? What is it? Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago. Wake up. Finally, get up, wake up. Don't wait for so many things to happen around us. And then at that last moment, we decide to do something, and it's too late. 
while we are in these given bodies, make the most of it. Whatever challenge it is that we're going through, Krishna will see us through. Krishna always takes care of his own. Krishna never gives us more than we can handle. Krishna does not discriminate. Krishna has no favorites. So, because I was not able to play the audio, if anyone's hearing me and some of this information is a little bit different, forgive me. The point was, we wanted to discuss Narada Muni, and we did, and I wanted to also speak on Mother Krishnandini, who is a very highly elevated devotee. I did not really no Mother Krishna Nandini until I think it was 2012. I mean, I've heard of the name, it was famous. Mother Kamagiri, Mother Krishna Nandini, two peas in a pod. I didn't know either one of them much, but I had the opportunity to go to Ghana in 2012. And it just so happened that Mother Krishna Nandini and Mother Bhumi were there. So I had the association of them along with other devotees, Mother Indrani, um, uh, what is it, Prem Vilas, I think, from Cleveland, um, Maharaj. Uh, oh, we had quite a few people there. It was the Rathiatra. And it was a time where Mother Indrani had really originally wanted to live in, in Africa, but, you know, the body was not engaging. But anyway, long story short, the length of time that I have spent with Mother Krishnandini and a little bit with Mother uh, Bhumi, I've never seen Mother Krishnandini change her disposition. Now, we can't always know when someone's watching us. But I try to be pretty expert on surveying things and observing. But she always has a pleasant disposition. And Mother Bumi was there with her also, so she was taking care of her mom. And, you know, there were some um, health issues with her mom, but I never saw Mother Krishna Nandini lose patience with her mom. She was always smiling. And we didn't have a lot of interaction, even in Africa, but I was around her more than I've ever been around her. Um, so I got to know her a little bit, and as time went on, maybe a couple of times, I may have been at an event, or she was at an event, and I saw her, but she was always constant, consistent. Now, I don't know what she was like, when she was away from me, because we don't know what I'm like when I'm away from you. But the point is, she had that determination to take care of her mom at that time. And she has homeschooled her children with the help and the partnership of her husband. 
And she's written some courses, I believe, on counseling, on marriage counseling for uh, individuals. And I believe she even has, I don't know if she has the time, I know she doesn't have the time to do it because it's too consuming, but there was like a matchmaking service she even had. Um, but right now, she's taking the mercy of Lord Krishna, and she is getting the return rate of her love from her children as they stand by her. And I think it's very important, all devotees, regardless of what age you are, what condition you're in, share your experiences with others, especially those that are just coming up, so they'll know what to expect and what not to expect, what to tolerate and what not to tolerate. Now, Srila Prabhupada was a very good example And you would imagine if any of us are actually following or observing the the letters, the the books that Srila Prabhupada has written, our behavior should be indicative of that. Really. Srila Prabhupada didn't have a problem with colors, whatever it was, or gender designations. Male, female, he had no problem. So I'm going to end at this point and say I'm very happy to have had the opportunity to come to Krishna consciousness. And it is my desire to serve my guru as much as I'm seeing Mother Krishna Nandini and as much as I've seen His Holiness Bhakti Tirtha Swami and others serve Srila Prabhupada. That is my desire. So we'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Pamananda.